Greetings, exalted ones. Hello there. You're listening to the Battlefront, where we talk about Star Wars while playing Battlefront 2. I'm Jeremiah. And I'm Jake. On this week's episode, we will be talking about the Clone Wars 2003 versus the Clone Wars 2008, which is a very personal, personal topic for us both. Uh, there's a lot of bad blood here, quite frankly. <laughs> very uh, bad blood. Um, <laughs> as you guys probably heard from last week's episode, uh, Jeremiah, you're a big fan of the 2008 Clone Wars. Correct. And uh, something I didn't mention last uh, episode is that I am a very, very big fan of the 2003 Clone Wars, the Darren Aronofsky series. Um, I personally believe it is some of the best Star Wars ever created. Um, and Jeremiah, I bet you probably have the same I, feelings toward yours. Uh, and I disagree. I would argue that it's the worst Star Wars ever created. What? Do you actually? No, I don't actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like... Probably the Force of Destiny is probably the worst. Oh, I don't know. Forces of Destiny has some good stuff. I like stuff. the Force of Destiny, but it just is the worst. Like, I can't think of yeah, something that's, that's worse. Well, the Star Wars Holiday Special. That's not Star. That's not canon. Well, near neither well, is neither the is Darren Aronofsky. I listen. Canon aside, I think There's the no 2003. Canon. I agree. Uh, fictional universe. Um, if I think. If I think Asajj and Anakin fought on Yavin 4, then Asajj and Anakin fought on Yavin 4. And that works. Yeah, and uh, just to jump right into it, I I would... Uh, my, my... A common argument that I say of, of why I love... Uh, or why I think that the 03 Clone Wars is, is so good and should be... It's really underappreciated is because... It was made between episode two and episode three yeah. in real time, and that was what those creators had in mind and, for yeah. the events between those movies. You know, it showed how Anakin got the scar, how he got uh, his new robotic hand, uh, how the Chancellor got kidnapped. Um, it it really it bridged all these gaps um, that were necessary uh, when telling that story, and it, it really it gives off like the how it was intended vibe and and uh you know there was that whole uh multimedia clone wars project yeah. uh, between episodes two and three with all the books and you know shatterpoint and labyrinth of evil and all these things um and and this really fits right in that uh, era and um uh, in that uh project so that's to start why i love it so much i think my I don't really have any like real problems with 2003. Like I don't, I like it. Oh, yeah. It's really good. And I think, I just think that the 2008 is superior. I think 2003's art style, I don't love its art style. I really don't. Uh, it's not that it's bad. It's just not that good. Like, you know, it, Fair I don't really have any issues with the story. I think the story's fine. I just think the 2008 story is better. Like, 2003 doesn't have, you know... It doesn't got Ahsoka doing cool stuff. Doesn't got, um... Doesn't got Plo Koon Plo getting real emotional whenever Ahsoka left the Jedi. Doesn't got, uh... What else does it not have? It doesn't have Rex. That's my big thing. Mm. 
Got no Rex. Where's Rex at, huh? You know, you have valid points, because there are some very beloved characters uh, that were, you know, were really benefited or, you know, created by the 2008 Clone Wars. Um, and that's, uh, that's, that's cool and all, but, uh, you know what L3 Clone Wars introduced? <laughs> General Grievous. It, yeah, that is that, completely fair. That, <laughs> that, uh, General Grievous episode, when he is surrounding Kiari Mundi and, and Shakti and Ayla Sakura and Shaggy, uh, and, and it is terrifying, yeah, it, and it is yeah. beautifully animated, and it is just insane. And and uh, also, um, one thing that the 2008 series benefits from the 2003 series is that it creates the character of Asajj Ventress, yeah, uh, which is very very cool uh, because that that's just a cool character. And her opening scene, her introduction scene in that arena with Dooku is just really uh, spectacular. It's like it's just beautiful to look at uh, with the combat. And not just that scene, the combat in the in the whole show is stellar. I think one thing that's kind of holding the 2003 Clone Wars back is just... Not holding it back, but just... There's so much more sheer content for 2008 mm. to where I don't think it's... I don't think it's even fair to say that 2003 can be better. Because it's just... I don't think it is. Like, there's not enough there for... There's so much more quality yeah. in 2008 that based on that alone I think it has to be better. Yeah, that's completely fair. I mean, really when you think about it, I mean there's all these story arcs in uh in the 2008 Clone Wars and when it comes down to it, the 03 Clone Wars is really just it's essentially it, it's, just a movie. it's it's like, two it, yeah, all of it together is less than 2 hours long. And yeah, it's just a movie basically. And it's split up into two seasons which essentially are just two different story arcs. So you have two story yeah. arcs versus however many story arcs are in the 08 Clone Wars. Yeah, there's a million different story arcs going on. Yeah, so the 08 Clone Wars definitely has now, the edge in terms of like how much great content, like value, uh, and how much you get of it. One thing I will say, I think that the 2003 Clone Wars, there is no bad. Like, there's nothing bad in yeah. it. Yeah, there's that's... plenty of bad stuff in the 2008 Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. Like, and that, that's yeah, I'd, I'd agree. And that's uh, I was gonna bring that up. I mean, you have you have uh, the occasional arc uh, that may not be the most interesting, uh, like that the youngling uh, Kyber Crystal arc in season. I like that arc. I thought that was a fun arc. Or or the uh, do, you mean, like, do you like the the droid movie. arc too? The droid the droid yes, and the, the tiny droid arc guy. Yeah, that's amazing. With, uh, what's his name? G Regis? Gigas? Uh, the general? Oh, yeah. Gleaver? What's his name? It's a really funny name. I love that arc. It, I think, if my memory serves right, that arc is like right in the middle of some of the Mandalore stuff. So you get yeah. like three episodes of Mandalore and then <laughs> four episodes of these droids. <laughs> these around. I love it. It's like hilarious. It. It's super funny. It was, I, no, what great. I didn't like was it was the, uh, the <laughs> youngling arc. right there. It's the youngling arc and the uh, the droid arc back to back. Yeah, so it's you, super you, fun. You're in the hilarious. heat of season, what is that, season six, season five? I think it's season five. So you're in the heat of this like super intense 
stuff, and then, <laughs> then it's just these un inconsequential <laughs> arcs. I mean, it which is it does one of my it favorite looks... clones. Yeah. But as an arc itself, um, no, it's, I love that arc. That arc inconsequential. is hilarious. No, and, I think that arc is great. And that it's is just fun. It's just stupid. Like, it's just so dumb that I think it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's just God, I would. It's one of those arcs that I would just be sitting at home on like a Friday night, and I'll just watch that arc just because it gives me something to do. Like, yeah. It's kind of. I love it. Probably because I watched it as a kid, and I loved it as a kid, so I love it now. And, and, but we also have the Zillow Beast in 2008. So, yeah, I mean, the Zillow Beast was a interesting one. There is a cool like theory though that I've seen on the internet where the Zillow Beast was Palpatine's like backup plan or whatever. If Anakin didn't work out, he would just unleash yeah. the Zillow Beast. Which is pretty kind of <laughs> kind of cool. It kind of saves the entire They're, arc, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Weren't, weren't they the planning on doing theory. more with the Zillow Beast? And, least, like, and then everybody hated it. So yeah, like, yeah, they just no, didn't no, do no, it? I don't need to worry about that. That's interesting. Uh, Imagine. Instead of Palpatine returning for the Rise of Skywalker, it's the Zillow, <laughs> the Zillow Beast. <laughs> I would I would have paid to see that. If in the trailer, you just see Kylo Ren going return. down to the catacombs. Somehow, the, the Zillow, Zillow Beast, beast. returns. <laughs> See that's one. That's one great thing about uh, the 2008 Clone Wars is just there's so much more room to elaborate on things. Yeah. Like you have all these seasons to elaborate and and you know witness Palpatine and and things he did and, and Dooku. Um, now on the flip side of that, I would argue that the 2003 Clone Wars utilized its time a lot better because in in the 2008 Clone Wars. There's not a ton of, like, uh, consistent Palpatine is manipulating Anakin mm. in this way. Anakin's having these Well, it's more of Palpatine manipulating everybody in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit different of, an, of a... I, I know I stand on the fact that the 2008 Clone Wars is better, but I continue to argue for the other one. I think the 2003's... Uh, portrayal of Dooku is better than yeah. the 2008's. Because yeah, Dooku that... in the movies is one of my, like, three favorite characters. Mm. He's awesome. Dooku is right. Dooku is a good guy. Dooku is right. Um, and, and the Clone Wars 2008, he's kind of just a villain. He's just kind of a normal villain. Which is fine. He has a lot of cool moments where he just does cool villain stuff. But it's just mm. not, you know, entirely consistent with his character in the movie. Which, eh, whatever. I don't, it's a kid show. Yeah, I look past it. That that's something I've said for a while. Dooku is top three, at least, maybe my favorite Star Wars character. Yeah, and that's like he... that's very strange. But I just love the lore of his character and how yeah, he he's... how he's he's trying to play Sidious and and come out and on top. He ends in the up end. getting played, and I yeah. mean he's right. He he was fighting against the corruption of the the Senate, which is a just cause i mean he's correct yeah and he i mean the granted, separatists are correct yeah i mean granted they're kind of you know the whole slave trade whatever and spice yeah, and all that um, in the war crime but you know besides that the separatists are right yeah i i think the 2008 clone, 2003 clone wars utilizes their time 
better with uh, setting these things up because it is designed to be a limited series to bridge the gap between episode two and episode three. So it really leans in on focusing on Palpatine is trying to manipulate, you know, the the Republic, and uh, you know, Anakin's falling to the dark side. Dooku is is playing Palpatine for his own gain, and that's why he recruits Asajj Ventress. Uh, I mean, all these things that make it very condensed, and that that is one of the primary reasons why it is uh, my preferred Clone Wars because it is a mini series rather than a continued. Mm-hmm. Uh, anthology, I guess you could call. I don't know if that's what you could call it, but a continued series, and it's not a, a refined or condensed. It's just a lot of arcs um, without a a uh, main story. You know, like the the most main story in 08 Clone Wars is the Mandalore arc, but even yeah. still, like there there are plenty of arcs that have nothing to do with it. Granted, yeah. there are a couple one shots in uh, in yeah, but the, I mean uh, 2003 Clone Wars. That are just kind of unrelated, like the Kit Fisto short yeah, and the, kind of... the Mace Windu short. But there is a lot more of a, a centralized. Uh, thing I love the Mace Windu short. No, oh, I love them all. They're really entertaining. They, yeah, I mean, I think. How can you not love Mace Windu punching a super battle droid with his bare yeah, hands? Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's awesome. It's it's genius. It's hilarious. And then you have uh, in the Battle of Coruscant. That clone trooper fending off that entire <laughs> army of clones by himself, and he's like, "Fall back!" And then Yoda pops out with that uh, animal. He's like, "Hold your positions!" Oh God, I love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but there are a lot of great uh, arcs that do kind of like the same thing for the characters in O three and O eight, like uh, the in season two of the. Uh, 03 Clone Wars, you have Anakin uh, who goes into the cave. He, they go, to, him and Obi Wan go find that tribe, and they tell him this prophecy yeah. of the of the uh, what do they call it? It's like the demon hand or something, um, mm-hmm. which is Anakin. They goes into the cave, yeah. and then he gets this premonition of uh, what he can be and how this his it's really cool. His hand symbolizes the dark side taking over him, yeah. and it's it's all inscribed on these uh hieroglyphs on the wall and i i just absolutely that's like that's i think my favorite moment in that show and it's one of my favorite star wars moments all ever and uh but on the flip side you have Awake clone wars which has the um the the mortis arc which is a, a very oh, similar yeah. thing i think i think the 2008 clone wars I think that its introduction of Ahsoka just kind of that alone just kind of takes the cake for me. Hmm. Watching Ahsoka's development and her friendship with Rex and her realization that the Jedi are not right ever and how they wronged her and her friendship with Anakin and how she helped Anakin grow. I just, I don't think anything can top that, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah, I know you're a, a very big fan. Uh, to, to bring an original character who's not in the movies and just make it your own is, I think that is a better work of art than using existing characters, using them well, granted, but just kind of building off a world where Dave created 
more, I think, if you yeah. get what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, and I'm, gonna, I'm going to be honest, when I, or even before I watched the 2008 Clone Wars, I didn't like just the idea of Ahsoka. Because I was like, oh, she's not in the in the prequels, and she's not in episode yeah. three, so they're just adding her in, and it's stupid because you're making Anakin a master when he's, the, the point is he's not a master, and it just kind of ruins it. Uh, and that was my initial opinion, and I still think it's kind of, it's stretching it, but it, it's worth it because Ahsoka is such a good character and what they did with her. So uh, I think they had to they had to pull a couple strings to get there, but when they got made, there, it was it was good. I think it works. I think the explanation that Yoda was like Anakin is not thriving in the student role, so we're gonna force him to be a teacher, and mm-hmm. it worked. So I think that works. Like, yeah. I know that that's that wasn't. That probably wasn't Dave's original intention. Dave just probably thought it was a cool character in a kid show, so she threw him in there. But like, to make that, I think it works. I think it's good. I think I think it def- definitely works. Uh, I mean, especially since I mean, you consider everything that's come from that decision. I mean, you have Ahsoka and and Anakin's dynamic, and uh, all throughout Clone Wars, all throughout the end yeah. of Clone Wars, and, and the fin- mm-hmm. se- season seven finale with Vader. And then you have uh, uh, right. everything in Rebels. You have everything in uh, in The Mandalorian. Uh, like it is definitely a good decision to to pull uh, yes. put in Ahsoka. And not to mention the first uh, female Jedi who oh, yeah. I mean, that, that that's impacted a lot of people. Yeah, uh, it, it has. Like y- young girls. <laughs> I mean, who who are able to? Uh, I mean, I've I've seen countless people who have been able to get into star wars because they have a role model to look up to you know like how, how many grown men like how many like 35 year old men do you see saying ahsoka is their favorite character like not that many it's mainly you know random girls on twitter and then me like this is how it is <laughs> like that's this is how it works i mean the, obviously there's dudes who like ahsoka but like you know what i mean like that is a character meant for you know not the average dude mm-hmm. and it's, it's important great. it's an important thing it helps diversify it's, the fandom yeah. i think it's good because Which I is mean, what you need. for the longest time star wars was just for little boys you know yeah. i mean my my uncle is a is a really big star wars fan uh, my mom's brother and my mom is, has always been like yeah i i was forced to watch star wars by my nerd brother so it was always, you know, like the boys' uh, yeah. thing, and it doesn't have. I mean, it doesn't have to be that. I mean, there's so many powerful female figures in Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, I think without Ahsoka, there's no Rey. Quite frankly, yeah, like, absolutely. Do you think that they would have put a female lead in a Star Wars movie, knowing that it wouldn't work? Like, no, they wouldn't have done that. It worked, so they did it again in a larger scale. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can argue the merits of of the character of Ray specifically, but the on principle, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's not it doesn't matter what gender you a Jedi is, yeah, they're gonna be powerful and they're gonna be uh, a good role model. But it it does matter when you have a female Jedi because of the lack there has been and and the implement uh, or the implications that can have on 
uh, yeah, on a whole group of people. Half the world has this. Yeah, yeah. And it's... that's why I mean that's why Star Wars is arguably in one of the best spots as it's ever been in. You know, I mean you have yeah. you've been able to reach a greater area uh, in the fandom, not just this niche community that it used to be in the '80s when Star Wars first came out. Like, Star Wars is for everyone. Like that's how it is, and they it's pushed that narrative of Star Wars is for everyone with yeah. women leads. I love it. I'm all for it. Kathleen Kennedy is a goddess. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of people disagree. I agree with you, um, but it's, it's it can be a touchy subject. It shouldn't be. It, uh, it's stupid it's, that it is really like I uh, how. Could, I really don't get it. Uh, let's get. I think we should That's get back on subject. We've, yeah, we've, <laughs> we've, we've we 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 ventured off, off for about five minutes <laughs> on uh, on Kathleen Kennedy female, and female representation. Yeah, yeah. Which let's get back topic. on to. That's a good topic for another. That's a is, good topic for another is. podcast. Let's get back on to because this is a this is a yeah. topic that's fun to discuss and and that we both really care about. Let's get back onto the Clone Wars discussion. Uh, so clearly. Clone Wars 08 has the female representation uh, yes. aspect on top. Uh, all, all 03 had was Asajj and uh, Padme occasionally. Which are uh, great. Asajj is fantastic. Asajj is one of my favorite characters in Star Wars also. Uh, but yeah. Uh, what, what else is there uh, uh, in comparison? See. I mean, art style, uh, the, like the computer-generated imagery... Uh, yeah, that, I mean that's. Oh, wait. I think it, it. I think it's commendable the 2003. I just don't think it, it holds up as well today. Like I think, the the later seasons of the 2008 Clone Wars art is, incredible. Like it, mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's gonna hold up forever, I think. But the 2003, it, I think it's definitely aged. Well, I I. Think... I mean, it looks great, and I I respect it. <clears throat> I'm going to make a counter-argument. I think... But I don't think it looks as good as people think. Here's my, here's my counter-argument. I think that the O3 that could art... That the anime nerd of me talking about. So. <laughs> you, you were saying that the O3 doesn't hold up as well? Yes. I would I would say that the O3 holds up better than the early seasons of O8. Um, because uh, that's fair. I think the, 08, the early yeah, seasons, I think that's fair. The yeah. 08 uh, CG uh, art really shows. You know, I mean, compared to Season 7 art, it is apparent how old yeah, it is. That, okay. When, I think that's a fair point. While the 03 series, I mean, they could release that right now. I would still like the art style because it's going for that simplistic look. It's not going yeah. for anything overly complex. And you have, I mean, there are... It definitely achieves what it wants to do. Yeah. Like, and that's about all you need, yeah. really. I mean, there are shows that come out now like that I think have worse art than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, a part of me is really nostalgic for that early 2000s uh, Cartoon Network look yeah. that that it has. You know, I mean, you'll see. I mean, that's Darren Aronofsky worked on a lot of uh, uh, cartoons at that time, like Samurai Jack, and um, then there are, there's just a bunch of cartoons at that time that had that similar look and that just makes me nostalgic uh, sim- I mean similar in the way that oh wait Clone Wars makes you nostalgic it, it just 
I feel like a kid again sitting on yeah. my living room floor watching Saturday morning cartoons, which is just what it's all about. Let's see. What do I love most about the 2008 course? Ahsoka, I already said. I think I like the development of the entire show in general. How it started off as, like, people did not want this. People mm -hmm. did not want the 2008 Clone Wars to exist, quite frankly. They didn't like it. They thought Ahsoka was annoying. The first season was bad, which I disagree with. Like, and then how it became essentially its own thing. Like, you can watch the Clone Wars and Rebels and the Mandalorian and soon the Bad Batch, and it all ties together, and it it obviously it affects the movies, but it kind of has its own thing. Like, I look at the story of Rex and Ahsoka as its own complete different thing. Like, I know it ties in, and it ties in perfectly, but that's a different set of characters for a from a different medium. So I think that's, I think that might be my favorite part about it, how it can create its own thing and not just be Star Wars, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's important when you have a, a TV show like that, uh, to not rely on outside stuff, but rely on itself. Um, I mean, and it definitely does that. It creates a name for itself. You know, it establishes Mandalore and, and the Mandalorian lore behind it. It yeah. establishes uh, a lot of the stuff in like Mortis uh, and, and the, the son and the daughter. Uh, it establishes um, some, I don't know what, like other characters, like minor, yeah, yeah, minor characters that are. Nobody uh, cared about Wolf, like Wolf McGregor doesn't even exist. Well, yeah, they didn't like, exist before. They but don't also, exist, and that they're such beloved characters now. Like, it also adds more depth to existing characters. Like, uh, yeah. pe people say that 08 Clone Wars saved the prequels, which I disagree with. I think that the prequels are fine as is. Uh, yeah, I think it complements it, it extraordinarily. Yeah, I, I, it does add more depth to Anakin. It adds more depth to Obi-Wan. It adds, I mean, more depth to Padme, Cody, Yoda, all these different think... characters. Honestly, now, now that you're talking about I think I might agree with the fact that it not it doesn't save the prequels, but I think it without the Clone Wars, I would look at the prequels a little bit worse. Like I wouldn't get so emotional as I do when I'm watching Anakin and Obi Wan shout at each other on Mustafar without, you know, watching mm. eight years of my life of them being best friends. Like I yeah. wouldn't Yeah. Like I, I tear up whenever I watch that scene. That's that's really I'm interesting. Still, obviously, it's a great scene, and you know, you still get emotionally attached to these characters. Like my brother's never watched the Clone Wars in full, front start to finish, but I mean, he's still attached to these characters. Obviously, yeah. Like it, it's a little bit different whenever you've watched the Clone Wars and you attach yourselves to these characters. So that's I really, think I might fall into yeah. that. Yeah, that's really interesting because I mean. I do agree that it definitely adds, but I also feel like the O three Clone Wars adds in a uh, maybe not equal, but it's it's in a different way because uh, it still gives you that camaraderie between Obi Wan and does, Anakin. Yeah, it does. It it gives you more depth to Anakin's <laughs> fall to the dark side because 
Yeah. I mean, people have said that in the movies alone, it's too abrupt. Um, and both series right. do yeah. give you more of that. Um, so both series definitely do add. Uh, and, and I mean that's what they're designed for is to add to that that chronology because uh, I mean obviously it's set between it's going to add more so um, yeah I mean d- just because the, the 08 series is longer it does do more in total um, but I think both do a good job of adding uh, what do you think about the cast of each because I know there's some returning cast members <laughs> and there's some uh there's, yeah, there's some uh, uh, different cast members, and and in some ways it makes it feel like a continuation series because you have, um, you know, the same actors for you have uh, same actors for Yoda, same actor for Obi Wan, and uh, uh, who else? Count, Count Dooku. You know, there's all these same mm-hmm. actors, um, but then there's different Oof. actors like uh, uh, Anakin is the most prominent one. Before I answer, um, let me let me clarify what you're asking. Are you asking me which cast I like better, or just my general thoughts on the cast? Yeah, I was just thinking about your general thoughts because I mean, it's, All right. well, it's just interesting that the casts are different in some ways. Be prepared for a hot take that okay. you already know. Matt Lanter <laughs> is the definitive Anakin Skywalker. That is a fact, non-disputable. Now I'm going to um, counter that with a... James a, uh, Arnold Taylor is the definitive Obi-Wan. That's not true. I don't believe that. But he's a great Obi-Wan. It's perfect. I love it. I think Anakin... I When I think of Anakin, I think of Matt Lanter. I don't think of Hayden Christensen. I love Hayden Christensen with all my heart. But Matt Lanter is my Anakin. You know? So I, I love the cast. I've developed... Like I... I forget what it's called, but Matt Lanter's in that show coming up soon, and I'm literally going to watch that show just because I love Matt Lanter. Like, I don't even care about the show. But Matt Lanter is in it, so I'm watching it. Uh, James Arnold Taylor is in a bunch of random stuff that I've just happened to watch because James Arnold Taylor is in it. He's The Ratchet and Clank video game series, I grew up on that video game series. I had no idea it was James Arnold Taylor until, like, four years ago when the last Ratchet and Clank came out and then I replayed the entire franchise because James Arnold Taylor was in it. Like, it's, I love the cast. Gosh. And uh, D. Bradley Baker is Appa and mm, yeah. like, he just grunts. He just grunts and I love it. It's fantastic. Oh, that's I love the cast. That's something we oh. didn't talk about was uh, Dave Filoni's uh, involvement with uh, Avatar, Avatar originally. Yeah. And that's kind of how we got to start, which we can get into a little bit more later after we talk about cast. Um, let's put a, a little bookmark on that because I want to talk about that. Uh, but yeah, we can keep talking about cast a little bit. Um, I just, because... I genuinely, I think the cast of the 2008 is far superior. Honestly, I honestly, I could not even tell you Anakin Skywalker's voice actor in the 2003. Yeah, like, I could know, not. Whenever either. you tell me. His, Oh, you, I was about to say, whenever you tell me his name, I, I'll recognize I, I don't, like, I don't I remember. Just, Let me, I'm I don't look it up remember right his name. That, that's <laughs> like, the thing. I, and I think he did a good job. It's just, he didn't do as good of a job as Matt Lanter. Like, he definitely portrayed Anakin. <laughs> he, yeah, he's definitely yeah, the well, character. <laughs> that's, that's something that's, that's cool about that one, is he, uh, uh, he kind of imitated uh, Hayden Christensen more when yeah. Matt Lanter went with the route of making it his own. 
and Which but both are good I've approaches seen... but both are both worked uh in their own ways but they're both going for different things and i mean the main criticism of matt lanter's anakin is that he's so different from hayden christensen's anakin which i think is fair like it's it, they're pretty different the not not the characters themselves being different but i feel matt how matt lanter talks and he makes he's a little bit more you know he makes a little bit more jokes than hayden does and he's a little bit more lighthearted than Hayden is, and you know, he's just different. If you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, but Matt, I love it, so Matt I don't really care. Lucas, Matt Lucas is the actor Matt who played, Lucas. Uh, and, and I knew that two I Mets. just forgot. Yeah, I recognize the name. I remember it was the two Mets. One uh, thing I noticed on my my latest, I just recently rewatched the O3 Clone Wars uh, when it just dropped on Disney Plus, and I noticed uh, that Matt Lucas changes his voice. Uh, not like entirely, but he just changes mm-hmm. kind of the way he carries his voice between season one and season two of the O3 Clone Wars, uh, which I guess is to reflect how he, throughout the Clone Wars he became more mature, more brave, uh, and ended and, you know ending up where Anakin is in Episode Three, which I think yeah, is a I really mean, cool. It's really good. Decision. Yeah, it is a good touch. Like, like he sounds a lot more like Matt Lanter's more confident approach in the second season of O3 Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, clearly in the first season, he's still whiny episode two Anakin, which is what he's yeah. going for. But, uh, you know, he grows with his voice acting uh, with the character, which I really I really enjoy. Yeah, the rest you know, of the cast does great throughout uh, throughout the whole thing. I mean, most of them came back for yeah. the next series, uh, which is great. Which I mean, is cool. I, I think all... it's cool that that they can bring back I think it's cool that the cast enjoyed what they did on the 2003 work yeah. enough to come back I think that's that's cool little nice little niche thing that not everybody will care about but I care about because I care about these actors so yeah. I just think it's kind of cool yeah yeah I agree let me think what yeah. else is there uh what else is there um uh Avatar um, yeah yeah I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure we get everything because yeah I mean I I love talking about these two shows so I mean I don't want to leave anything out here so yeah I mean Dave's that, involvement in Avatar sure. which got him his start Avatar is you yeah you can speak a little bit more on Avatar a show that means a lot to me also because yeah. I watched that when I was a kid when it originally ran and it just so happened to be another Dave show and then he. He only did a couple episodes, and then he left for the Clone Wars. But, you know, like, how he's created... He didn't create Avatar, but how he's worked on two entirely different things that have become huge successes. And essentially, like, nobody hates The Last Airbender. Like, I think everybody who's watched The Last Airbender likes it. Like, nobody hates that show. Yeah, I mean insane to me how he can he's so talented mm-hmm. to where he can create two universes that so many people can latch onto and care about and yeah, those actors it, and both shows that are in it's fantastic it really speaks to his talent because uh, both shows are so different too I mean you have one that is a hand-drawn uh, kind of a fantasy uh, yeah like epic and then you have Star Wars, which is yeah. <laughs> a space opera. He created, yeah, he created 
just a, you know, random show that they thought was cool. So he started drawing the show. Bam, there he is. And then he can build off of George Lucas's creation. It's... He has that good story uh, that he's told a few times where he uh, he got a call from Lucasfilm, yeah. Lu- LucasArts, uh, and asking and him to come believe, in. Yeah, yeah, he didn't believe that it was he actually Lucas. It was them. Yeah, because he was like, "Why would anyone want me? Who just you know does this little Nickelodeon show?" Yeah, which I think is something I like a lot about George. Like George, he recognizes just you know some talent, and he brings them on, and he's not. He re- he understands that it's not just him. That's something I look up to a lot. You know, and that's something that people don't really consider enough. Uh, as much as the Clone Wars is uh, Dave Filoni's brainchild, it's also George Lucas's brainchild. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they like, collabed a lot. Yeah, to... Ahsoka w- and was Dave and George's creation. creation you know, yeah. Uh, and I mean, of course, it's, it's you know Ahsoka's Dave's baby, but. George had more of an more of a say in that show than people tend to remember. remember yeah, I'm not really he, sure what his involvement was in the O3 series, or if he had any involvement because uh, I, I don't really hear much really, about that. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, clearly I he know. he probably was in touch. I mean, with he the, had the, to the, okay. The yeah, yeah, you know, saying okay. this is my new character, General Grievous. This is what he looks uh-huh. like. This is how he acts. Uh, yeah. introduce him in the show and then I'll probably have to sign off on it but I don't know if he probably didn't write anything because he was busy in production yeah. of his he biggest movie stuff. of all time Revenge of the Sith very busy man yeah, yes he's shaping the uh, the culture of the world so he needs to <laughs> to put all his attention <laughs> into that funny to me George Lucas is just normal dude <laughs> he, he is holds he's the this... world in the palm of his hands he's this normal <laughs> fat uh, socially <laughs> awkward dude socially awkward, who middle-aged has shaped man, culture, yeah. shaped the culture <laughs> of the world. It's, now, it's if crazy. that if that is inspiring, I don't know what is. Yeah, like come on. Yeah, well, uh, we're running up on forty minutes here. I, oh uh, I'm, I, I mean, I I've said a lot. I don't know if anything I say beyond this is just isn't just me just running in my mouth about how I love the O three Clone Wars. Um, yeah. There's probably stuff we missed, uh, but we're, you know, we're, we're bound to talk about. Oh yeah, we're going to be talking about again. some of this again. It's gonna but, happen. Yeah, I could talk about these shows for hours and hours. Um, I mean, I can talk about any Star Wars for hours and hours. Uh, I should make a podcast or something about it. <laughs> well, I guess. Uh, I guess we'll be signing off then. Then we will uh, catch you all next week. May the force be with you. I'll see ya!